Welcome to Machine Learning. I want to talk about the why the Fed didn't act as a lender of last resort to save the Silicon Valley Bank holding companies and the broker dealers from failure. The answer is the Fed is not the lender of last resort for security firms or banks. It is, um, that is a government agency called the FDIC, and it provides a guaranteed fund up to $250,000 for uh, bank depositors. But the Fed itself is not a bank of last resort for security firms. It is a lender of last resort for depository institutions, and it has no such authority for non-banking financial institutions. The Fed has been a regulator of the stock market and the New York Stock Exchange. The Fed's lender of last resort authority was limited to um, bank to uh, depository institutions. Okay, so what was the role that the um, what on, on the New York Stock Exchange with electronic trade fund systems? Well, that organization was governed by the Securities and Exchange Commission, and they observed that the New York Stock Exchange had no bank accounts at commercial banks, so there was not a depository institution. And for that reason, the Fed could not bail them out. So Merrill Lynch was a member of the Federal Reserve System, and it had bank accounts at commercial banks. Those accounts contained deposits from the general public because the New York Stock Exchange problems caused a liquidity crisis in the markets that had had little choice but to act as the lender of last resorts for uh, the New York Stock Exchange bank members. So in 1998, the Federal Deposit Insurance Corp had a similar problem with the National Association of Security Dealers. The NASD was not a bank or a bank holding company, so the Fed had no lender of last resort authority over it. This meant that the Fed could not lend money to the NASD member broker dealers. The Fed didn't like the situation because it could not ensure the safety and soundness of the NS NASD. It hoped that the Security Exchange Commission would take over the NASD's regulation. But the Security Exchange Commission was not willing to take on this additional responsibility, and the Fed was not willing to take over. So the Fed had been pushing the SEC, the Security Exchange Commission, to define the NASD as a bank holding company so it could be regulated by the Fed. And the Fed began pushing for legislative amendment to the Security Exchange Act of 
that would enable the Security Exchange Commission to define the NSD as a bank holding company. So again, then that would they would fall under then Fed protection as the lender of last resort. That National Association of Security Dealers, that's probably connected to the derivatives market because the Fed really acts as, as a derivatives clearing house. And I'll talk about that at some point in the future. It's kind of complicated. But, uh, you know, you've got over, you have OT, over-the-counter derivatives, you have uh, interest rate swap derivatives. These are massive, uh, totaling somewhere around $1.14 quadrillion in derivatives. And so there has to be a clearinghouse to make sure those derivatives have sufficient funding for the contracts to be good. And the Fed is starting to act as a clearinghouse. So it's starting to change and morphing from a bank to more of a broker. Now, what happened with the Silicon Valley Bank? It was the 16th largest bank in the US and it was shut down under the control of the California Department of Financial Protection and Innovation. The failure is going to have ripples across the smaller technology companies. And there is reason to believe that many of the insured um, depositors, uninsured depositors, will eventually get back their money and be made whole. But some of them will struggle to get working funds tied up in the Silicon Valley Bank. A lot of companies use the bank as a source to pay their payroll. So they have high and lows in their cash flow and the bank operates as a smoothing organization for making payroll. Um, So maybe at one part of the year, their cash flow is lower and so it's harder to make payroll and at another part of the year it's higher and there's more profits and so overall it balances out and they use that uh, the banking system to to balance out and make payroll so that means that uh, the bank at, at any given time may have large deposits from the company uh, for times when uh, things become more difficult in the pay cycle year So it's it's hard to acknowledge, but many of the banking, American banking regime is pretty much impossible for, made it pretty much impossible for small or medium-sized businesses to protect themselves against the risk of bank failure. It's just not considered. The risk is there, but um, they don't keep cash on site in, in their vaults for operational reasons. And many companies have routine transactions that exceed over 250,000 deposit guaranteed. Yeah, it's usually in the millions that they're operating on. Okay, so what happened? 
uh, Silicon Valley Bank surprised its investors with news that it, it needed to raise $2.5 billion to shore up its balance sheets. That was interpreted as that it didn't have enough money uh, to to pay out on its balance sheets. Let's see, it needed to raise $2.5 billion. So it, meet, it, it had liabilities it had to pay on, but it wasn't able to pay that amount. So um, that's like announcing that you have your mortgage payment, a car payment, uh, utilities, etc., and you're short a couple of thousand dollars and you need help. So you're asking for lenders to help you. <clears throat> well, the Fed can't step in because this is a is a commercial bank or even if it was a private bank. I don't, it sounds like a commercial bank. And so it could not act as a lender of last resorts. So clients began withdrawing deposits to keep their companies afloat um, they needed it for IPOs and private fundraising. And that was the initial cause of the shortage is, is that there was concern because of inflation that a lot of the high-tech companies were, were going to have problems raising funds. So they started withdrawing their funds uh, to have the capital to keep going. And this forced the sale of available for sale bonds at $1.8 billion loss. So then that that's uh, it, once they start liquidating, uh, the bank has to sell its bonds to produce money. And it was taking a loss because of uh, rising inflation. So as yields rise, price drops so they 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 were those assets uh then came in in question customers fearing that bank failure would occur began to withdraw 42 billion dollars of deposits before the California regulatory agency stepped in and seized the accounts so this is a interesting case going back to 2008 where in 2009, where the American banks were given a health test by the Fed, and we saw at that time that the banking system was not as strong as we thought it was. We've gone through now over a decade uh, and with the banking systems being relatively weak in my mind, but due to inflation, uh, there's been a lot of money and the economy heated up and, and there was money to be loaned. But now as interest rates are rising, uh, money is becoming more tight and difficult to get. 